0: This week's official episode will come out tomorrow. Me and Dave will cover the book *Trick Mirror* by Gia Talentino. And as we're still trying to get back on schedule today, we're trying something new. Uh, this particular episode today will be up for a limited time, and I've included most of our last bonus episode from our Patreon, so that everyone here can get an idea of the fun that we have over there on this most petri on this most petried, petri dish. On this most recent Patreon mini-episode, Dave and I list off the current 10 books in each of our Audible cues. That's a fun, fancy British word that means line, that I learned when I was 26 from Harry Potter. So these are the books that we have either recently read, or are reading presently, or are going to read. And you can see if it matches anything that you've been reading. Right before we get to that, I just want to let all our fans know in Utah and surrounding states... This week, Saturday, November 11th, we are recording and filming two live episodes. We're very excited. These are going to be two separate shows on the same night. One's at 7 p.m., one's at 9.30 p.m. At the Hive Collaborative Theater in Provo, Utah, we're going to be roasting both the novelization of Star Wars The Force Awakens by Alan Dean Foster. That'll be our 7 p.m. show. Then at 9.30 p.m., we're roasting Angels and Demons by Dan Brown. That's a prequel to The Da Vinci Code. And we finally have links to the tickets for those live shows. So you can either click in the description to this episode or go to KellanEurskin.com. Also, if you join the Patreon now, you'll have access to our second to last bonus episode. I mean, you'll have access to all of them. But on our second to last episode, uh, it's the episode labeled mini episode number 11. Uh, I posted the first six minutes of my upcoming new stand-up special that I just filmed with Drybar, which has not been released yet, so you get exclusive access to that. All right, and now without further ado, here's me and Dave on last week's Patreon bonus episode. All right, welcome to this week's bonus episode. Uh, Thanks to everyone who has joined the Patreon and supported us with your dollars money means nothing it's just a construct right and that what we learned from sapiens so dave quick question for you i'm surprising you with this question but i also haven't prepared because i want it to be an honest run through i want to know what are the it's harry
1: potter isn't it
0: <laughs> if you could go to your audible queue tell me the
1: most recent 10 books that are on there <laughs> And do you want most recently downloaded or most recently purchased? Most recently listened to. Okay, any that I'm partially through. Okay, started Angels and Demons for the roast. How's that going? It's so funny. (laughs) I am so delighted that this was a bestseller. (laughs) Trick Mirror for the podcast. Hell and Good Company. It's a a history of the Spanish Civil War. The Big Picture, I'm partway through. It's a physicist trying to use physics... To come to general answers about philosophy and like meaning in life. Are you finding that it works or does any of that feel shoehorned? I got about one chapter in and then I had to read books for this podcast. And so I, I don't know yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Story of a New Name, which is book two of the Neapolitan novels, Hedy's Folly, which is about Hedy Lamar, who was this incredible actress who also was so mechanically inclined that she was able to make basically a remote-control torpedo, a patent for it during World War II? Oh, my word. I mean, talk about my bucket list. Um, <laughs> for any of your
0: remaining titles, I want to guess what the book is about. Okay. <laughs> for Hetty's Demise, I thought it was going to be like a story about someone with elephantitis of the cranium. <laughs>
1: All their friends call them heady. That's so (laughs) mean. That's like how they call Scar, Scar. (laughs) I never thought about that. Although that is relatable because in our family, there's this running bit where we just have ongoing jokes about the worst thing that happened to somebody. (laughs) (laughs) My brother, Paul, when he was 12, had a brain abscess and he, he had an emergency surgery to remove it. And so now if he does something dumb, we say it's because they took out part of his brain. Oh my gosh. It's for sure by far the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to him, I hope. <laughs> and it's also very funny. <laughs> All right.
0: Sphere for the podcast. Sphere is another, what was probably an alternate title for Eddie's Demise. <laughs>
1: It's Hetty's folly, but Hetty's demise is for sure funnier. Oh oh, demise. That makes it sound like the torpedo blew up on her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a way of spoiling the end of your book before someone starts. (laughs) (laughs) Catching the big fish. Okay, let me guess. It's obviously about
1: dating sumo wrestlers. No, I have no idea. It's David Lynch talking about the use of mindfulness and meditation in his creative process. That was my second guess. <laughs> <laughs> the central metaphor of that one is he says, if you're trying to catch small fish, you can stay in shallow waters. But if you want to catch big fish, you got to go into deeper waters. Hmm. And so it's just all about how his mindfulness practice has opened up for him deeper waters and, and access to like deeper emotional truths, that kind of thing. Cool. Okay. Chaos. Oh, so this,
0: this is a book by Jeff Goldblum when he was at his coolest. <laughs> now uh, I'm going to say that it's about atomic physics. would be two on the nose. So I'm going to say. Your first
1: joke was closest. It is about chaos theory. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> and about, about the ways that. The world is just fundamentally unpredictable because of its huge complexity and the way it follows these nonlinear equations that are impossible to calculate ahead of time.
0: Interesting.
1: And then last one is Harry Potter 5. Okay, what about you?
0: All right, so yeah, Trick Mirror, The Stench of Honolulu, which I I think is just always going to be in my most recent 10. I have never stopped listening to it since you introduced me to it. Wow. (laughs) Which is great, because now I can count it as like five of my books I've
1: read this year. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing with those short books. If people ask how many books you read, they don't ask page count.
0: (laughs) And for anyone who doesn't know, it's a Jack Handy book, and it's the funniest novel I've ever read. It's very funny, or listen to it. it's it's such a it's such a great listen because it's Jack Handy reading it, and it's, yeah. it's just so unique. Um, is this anything? It's a Jerry Seinfeld. It's interesting because it's it's a book of essentially all of his best jokes. And it goes by decades seventies eighties nineties two thousands to now. Um, but he's just reading his jokes, and I've heard like half of these in his specials. So it's sort of bizarre wow. <laughs> that he's just sort of yeah. reading them in a booth. But I've been listening to it like with my boys in the car who are six and twelve, and uh, they they think it's hilarious. So it's and there's no audience <laughs> laughing or anything. Yeah, which is making me rethink my next special. <laughs>
1: That's the experience I try to give you on this podcast. <laughs> uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens, which I'm, I'm just so excited about uh, roasting. Dopamine detox, you want to guess? <laughs> I think it's about using your phone more. <laughs> it's about making sure your huge hit of dopamine is is cleaned, detoxed from all other neurochemicals. So it's just dopamine. I bet that joke's not too complicated to be funny. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it's essentially... It's it's interesting because I found the book because I just looked up on Amazon the top shortest self-help audiobooks, and it was number one. <laughs> Getting to the end of the year, huh? And it <laughs> Got some goals to hit. It was number one. I scrolled through like the first 30. It sounded like the most interesting, but what's ironic to me is that it's number one, I think, from people who are like, yeah, this this would be really good for me. And I also don't have the
1: attention span to get through other books. (laughs) Yeah, maybe after I do this one, I can work up to something longer (laughs) and something that I don't depend on my phone for. (laughs) That is funny. You have to listen to it on a phone. Like, what is the antidote to crack you still had to snort through a straw? <laughs> <laughs> um Elon Musk
0: uh, Walter Isaacson's latest biography. I know this is a spoiler but does does he live? <laughs> <laughs> also it just occurred to me wouldn't it be the just the saddest career moment when Walter Isaacson finally writes his own
1: autobiography, and it's his
0: worst-selling book.
1: <laughs> he realizes that to make it a success, he needs to abandon his daughter. Because <laughs> how how many of the Isaacson subjects have estranged kids? It's like Jobs, Einstein, Musk. Ben Franklin wasn't exactly Mr. Available. Uh-huh. <laughs> Da Vinci was sort of
0: like Elton John in that he just kept uh, dumping his partners whenever they got too old for him.
1: (laughs) Is that just every guy named Leonardo?
0: (laughs) That That is an amazing correlation. Uh, I think that's six. So the next one is uh, "The Firm" by John Grisham. I hadn't read this mm, in years. It's About a mattress. I <laughs> think I went back to it thinking that it might be like "Angels and Demons," which I enjoyed when I was, you know, twenty-four. Uh, but it's you know so silly now that I've grown up a bit. But I, I was surprised that it actually is like a really compelling story. It sort of oh. sort of fizzles out in the end. But Grisham is like. I don't know. I, I'm interested to know what you think of it. Uh, number eight is Slaughterhouse Five by Kurt Vonnegut, mm. um, partially because I've, I've been meaning to get back to it. That's another one I haven't read since I was a teenager, and at the time, it meant nothing to me. So I, <laughs> so
1: it goes. I think, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get old. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed he loved that Billy Joel song. <laughs> It is turning into sort of a,
0: a, a old man of the sea situation where reading it later and it, um, I'm actually really enjoying it now. Yeah, I, I really liked it. But the other reason why I went back to it is, uh, brings us to Misfit by Gary Goleman. Vonnegut mm-hmm. is Gary Goldman's favorite author, so I also secretly sort of wanted to gear up on some more Vonnegut before oh, we yeah. interview him. <laughs> just so i could be like oh yeah I, as a fellow vonnegut head uh <laughs> but yeah i'm excited for you to read that book too uh misfit by cool. gary Goldman. that's uh, yeah, yeah those are my uh i'm just gonna say my 11th one because i want you to guess what the black prism is about
1: <laughs> it's probably china trying to knock off the black mirror without getting in copyright trouble <laughs> No, it's a fantasy
0: novel, but i I do find it interesting that each of my guesses with your titles was like, "All right, what nonfiction subject is this about?" <laughs> and you immediately were like, "What fiction story could this be that Kellen has read?"
1: <laughs> I sometimes think you think I don't read as much fiction as I do. Oh no, I just think it's obvious that you read more beneficial books than I do. <laughs> I don't know that mine are beneficial. I don't know that a scientist trying to tell you the moral meaning of your life is actually going to be that good for me. <laughs> <laughs> a quark tells us that we should always keep our quirky personality. <laughs> yeah, what if the rest of the book, he's just sort of
0: a Professor triolani, but with, like, gamma rays. <laughs>
1: You should avoid entanglement with someone else's wife.